Welcome to I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast sponsored by Caterer.com and hosted by me, Phil Street, MIH. Today we're talking about New Year job hunting and joining me to pull this topic apart, we have Katerina Reiser, AIH, Mike Wood, MIH and Liz McGivern, FIH. A huge thank you to all three of them for giving up the time and thoughts. So to learn if the grass really is always greener on the other side, let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the next episode of I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast hosted by me, Phil Street, MIH. Once again, I'm joined by three exceptional humans from within the IOH membership who are very kindly giving up their time to chat to me today. So, first up, from the fellowship and coming at us from the Red Carnation Hotel Group, we have the legend that is Liz McGivern. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I've never been called a legend before. That's a first time for everything, and, that, and now that puts a that puts a, a little bit of pressure on you to <laughs> to maintain that standard. How how are you anyway? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. How Did is you life in, in Red myself? Carnation? <laughs> yes, please go 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 go. So I um yeah I head up people and culture for Red Carnation Hotels. We're a tiny hotel company compared to some of the big. Um, beasts out there but we are global so I'm based in London but we have hotels down in Dorset and also Guernsey, Ireland, soon to be Edinburgh and then South Africa, Switzerland, Botswana, Palm Beach etc. So we are 20 hotels. Fantastic and do you head up for the entire company the the people and culture element? Okay so you get a, a broad view then uh, across many different yeah, marketplaces. Very varied role and international, which makes it extremely interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds it. Yeah, especially in the midst of what we're going through at the moment. But anyway, yes. That's, yes. that's a topic for another day, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I, I, you're, you're very welcome to the show, and I, I appreciate you giving up your time to do this. Thank you, Phil. Next up, from within the MIH ranks, we have the, the wonderful Michael Wood. Welcome, Mike. Good morning to you all. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Katrina. And good morning, Liz. How's things? Uh, yeah, uh, just here sitting, generally managing situations of hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who don't know you, just just give us a, 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 an indication as to who you are and what you do. Of course, thank you. Yes, yeah, so I sit down here in the Garden of England in Kent, uh, general manager, Hotel Hempstead House in uh, between Faversham and Sittingbourne. Uh, we're a private independent uh, boutique hotel sitting here proudly, um, yeah, moving forward throughout all the positives and the curves and the waves of uh, the industry at the moment. So uh, it's a very topical situation at the moment, which we try to avoid, I suppose, on a podcast talking about COVID, but uh, we'll try and avoid it as much as possible. Yeah, the, well, the media kind of cover that for us, don't they? But not very well. Not, I, um, not at all. Um, no. no, just did some socials a bit last night and this morning listening to it where it's sort of... We're not closing it, but we're telling everybody not to go. Well, okay, <laughs> that helps. Thank you. Yeah, no, indeed, yeah. absolutely. Uh, well, you and I haven't known each other that that long, but we've mm-hmm. uh, we met each other a couple of times at a couple of IOH events yes. in the last few months. And uh, the one thing that I love about you, Mike, is that you're uh, you're always you're definitely a glass half full guy, it is. and I uh, I love that. So please. Please bring that to the podcast today. Of course, with pleasure where possible. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Once again, no pressure. <laughs> and uh, no, thank you very much for, for giving up your time as well. And uh, last, but definitely by no means least, from our associate membership and also a member of the IOH's wonderful Youth Council, which is a, a new initiative uh, in the last year, we have Katerina Reiser. Good morning, everyone. Absolute pleasure to be here. Now, did I pronounce that right? Um, no, that's absolutely fine. That that name is not definitely the easiest uh, to pronounce. But yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome. And what? where are you at the moment? What are you, what are you up to at the moment, Katerina? Yeah, so my little introduction is that I'm uh, quite a small down girl from Estonia, but I lived across the world and I have now based myself in Birmingham and I'm a front office manager in one of the juries and Leonardo hotels in here. So, yeah, after being a graduate, I managed to 
you know, go up the ranks a little bit and, and now managing a reception or front office in, in the hotel in, in Birmingham here. Fantastic. Yeah. And just give us a, a very quick overview of, uh, of what the Youth Council is up to and all about. Of course. I mean, everybody's, you know, trying to find in innovative ways to go forward. And, and I think Youth Council is uh, part of Institute of Hospitality's um, sustainability plan, so to say. So we're just um, trying to figure out what works best for the younger generation as well and trying to bring more people in. Um, to get more involved and share their ideas because, you know, there's so many brilliant young people out there. Um, not everybody has, you know, always the advantages and great opportunities, but we're trying to bring more of that on board yeah. and and introduce them to the world and, and get them, you know, kind of going as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a fabulous initiative. Absolutely. And, uh, and likewise, I've met you a couple of times at uh, events. I've never met you, Liz. Actually, we must rectify that. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but no, you're all very, very welcome. I always like to say that because I've like myself as a little bit of a Graham Norton uh, <laughs> or something, the Graham Norton of the hospitality world. I'll, I'll take that. It's not self-proclaimed, by the way. Somebody <laughs> did call me that once. Um, this is the next phase of the podcast. I've got to, I've got to now see you on, well, where should we start? ITV4, E4 or something? And <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever. Whatever works. We'll get there in the end. But um no, that's great. Well, I'd, uh, I'll come back to you, Liz, now, actually. And before we get kind of stuck into today's main topic, why did you say I'm in to the Institute of Hospitality? Because I was asked nicely. Um, I hey! <laughs> I had a special invitation from Paul Gilly, actually. He called me one day and invited me to um, take up the fellowship. And I just felt really honoured I also wanted to see if I could make a difference. So I've done a couple of panels, helped as a result of that with a couple of small projects. I did some selection interviewing with the lovely Liz Hartstone. So it's been a, a really enjoyable experience so far, although it has been slightly sort of deterred from being everything I wanted it to be with the um, pandemic, but it's been yeah. really good. It's been really good. Yeah, that definitely sounds like you're playing your part. That's um, they've they've roped you into a lot of really interesting things there. That's <laughs> no, been a pleasure. Brilliant. And then, Mike, to you, why? How, how long have you been a member? I think uh, this is four years now, and I suppose it started by chasing Robert Richardson around Kent um, because we <laughs> we kind of crossed paths in a mutual way, and we were always sort of, I suppose, on a competitor set down here in the corner. Um, we all we both actually crossed paths another hotel uh, in Ashford in between uh, me going travelling, him working his way through F&B and leisure and me doing similar routes and moving hotels. We always sort of knew of each other and our businesses. It never really sort of cohesed. And I thought, well, look, I've grown up following general managers that really said, well, this is the way I run the hotel. I'm going to keep it this way. I'm not going to give my secrets away. I'm not going to say how much my roommates are and how much GP I make on my food and beer. So I thought, well, why? 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 What is, why? What's that? What's such a big secret? Why can't we help each other? So the institute was just this mecca of knowledge, wealth, expertise, advice, guidance, and friendliness that just said, "Be part. Be part of me." I thought, "That's me. That's what I want. I want to be in that." So I'm in. <laughs> so it sort of yeah. it just grew and it happened. Um, and used so many tools of it and met so many people. Um, Liz just said, "There, I, I think we have crossed paths, but not sort of." fist pumped or shook hands anywhere at these meetings we had the, the, the opportunity in the shard to see each other and then we had the passion for hospitality and things like that being organically placed into and, and invited to was 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 such a such a positive thing to do not personally but just to sort of give back just to give back to so many up and coming senior staff general management um the ioh council now there's so many layers to it that, yeah. that it just engages me massively so i had to say i'm in no, good on you. And uh, do you know what? The wonderful message there around the, the kind of the stronger together mentali mentality that's Huge. definitely, I think, been driven forward through the, through the last couple of years, through mm. the, the toughness that we've all had to face. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's needed because the, the world out there is, it seems at times, certainly, that, that the medias are just set up to rip us apart mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and polarise opinion as opposed to, you know, it is okay to have a little bit of an opinion of this and a little bit of an opinion of that. It doesn't mean that we're enemies. We're all better off together to, to get thing. through. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not a profiteering exercise. It's got to be. It's got to be. A, <laughs> people want heads in beds and 
you want to eat uh, eat decent food and you've got to you've got to be together on understanding how it comes together so yeah you've yeah. got to have your own your own niches of course definitely you can't compete and try and be what somebody else is but uh yeah it's brought us very closely down here in kent very close together that's for sure um, and that's fantastic yeah no that's great wonderful message love that um and then uh, over to you katarina um why did you say i'm in yeah, I can really agree but with both of you, really, and what, what Mike just said as well. It's um, Institute of Hospitality is such a big hub of everything. Um, I joined because I was invited by another AIH member, and the, the, the main thing in the beginning was the mentoring program, and I got myself an absolutely brilliant mentor, Sarah, and, and we've done a lot of work together, and, and she's helped me to be where I am today. Not sure if I would be there without her. But yeah, it's just all of the opportunities and, and, and the resources. But the people, the people are probably the main uh, main part of it. Because, you know, lately we've um, discussed a lot of um, how to turn this whole hospitality thing into a career and, and, and how to show that to people. And an institute of hospitality just brings so many like-minded people together, which again, everybody has their own bits and pieces and opinions, like you, you just said as well. But that's the beauty of it. And that's, that's where it all really comes together. And again, sorry to repeat, but the stronger together, that's, that's kind of the main line. And, and I've gotten so much out of the whole institute within the year that I've been part of it that, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, to the, all the upcoming events and, and, and the future of it. Yeah. Have you really only been in the membership a year? Yes. Yeah. I, it uh, feels like you've been around for forever. And I mean that in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll take it as a kind of a compliment as well, but um, no, it, it, it does feel like a lot, lot longer. Um, but yeah, it was just the beginning of last year. But so much has happened this year and, and you know, things being closed and then opening up and, and then all coming back together. It's been like a big, big kind of um, relief to see every, everybody again and, and make these changes um, alongside. Here, here. And I love your, your message there about kind of your kind of walking demonstration of the power of mentoring um, and, and how important that is actually in formulating your career. And, I, you know, that's not something that I think even is just restricted to people who are at the beginning of their career. I uh, I actually uh, took up the opportunity to take a mentor from the IOH when that op- opportunity presented itself to me about a year before we went into the pandemic. Because there's a, you know, a realisation it doesn't really matter what stage you're at in your career. Somebody always knows more than you. Exactly. And yeah. I, I think that that's the key message about it, isn't it? Like, I, I think... Somewhere I, I watched something, I read something and somebody said that, you know, when you train football players and things like that, they need some help, somebody to do that because, you know, somebody has more experience. And it's the same with your career. You, you know, you think that you might know quite a lot and you might have quite a lot of years behind you already, but there's so much to learn and so much still to, you know, do and explore. And that never stops. And I think that's one of the really big beauties of hospitality as well. Absolutely. And I think the great thing as well is that, yes, there is a, a structured mentoring program with the IOH, but actually, if you just come along to events and network with people, you're going to pick up natural mentors and people that become your friendship group that will you can bounce ideas off and uh, and all of these things. It's it's one of the primary reasons I joined the IOH was, was it was all about the people. Yeah. 100%. yeah, absolutely. No, that's wicked. Thank you so much, guys. That's um, some great reasons there completely so now we get to the uh, the topic of the day and uh, and today because we're this will be going out i think a couple of days just before the new year and it's historically a time where people start looking for jobs and i actually read something just this morning actually that, that some studies show that potentially over 75 percent of employees will look to change jobs in 2022 which i thought was actually quite a staggering number especially with everything that's going on in the world. But anyway, my question to you guys is, with um, this sort of proviso that it's new year, new job, new you, and all of these sorts of things, is the grass always greener on the other side? Who'd like to pick that up first? Yeah, I'm happy to sort of voice voice up on that. I think um, I think my initial answer when I read that question was, was yes, because I suppose you think yourself in your own little bubble, and it's not like, say, you think, what am I? You engrossed in your own role. Sometimes you think, "What else is there? Is there out there? What what could what could I transfer to? What could I do?" And it does initially feel like it could be, but I just think, though I said yes, I think it's only very temporary. 
I think you will go looking and try and find things and it won't actually be greener on the other side because actually the same problems are still going to be there, whether you're moving from something similar or to, some, to something different, you transfer yourself. So I don't know, I've tried to think about what you're looking for from that, if, I, if, I, if I'm honest, Phil, to think is that is that a, what level's that about? Is it uh, to sort of find it um, entry level, graduate level, senior level? It, I'm not quite sure where it, it would be greener or, or not to sort of think, what what would tempt people to think it's green on the other side for changed out of the industry at all and to try and keep people to stay in the industry to, to go and move elsewhere from which I can't get anywhere in this position I'll go and to another hotel or another pub bar restaurant because they've got an opportunity so I think potentially it could be greener but then not for very long because I think it, the same sort of situation may be there. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent appreciate that it's it's a massively wide question yeah. and it's very very leading as well. So <laughs> um, to, to get it's 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 to spark discussion. That's that's all it is. Exactly. Um, um, no, I, I I agree with you. I think my view on this is that it fully depends on the circumstances, and it's another one of these situations that it's it is a very broad question. You can't possibly get the right answer because you could ask a hundred different people um, whether that is the case for their specific circumstances and they'd you know you'd get a, a very broad section of of responses i think it it it's just to center around the fact that at this time of year it does seem to be something something goes that sparks within people is now the right time for me to look for something else and if so i suppose the key thing and maybe i'll come to you on this this liz mm-hmm. is that I find a lot of the time because I and obviously interview an awful lot of people uh, for the 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 work that I do is that a lot of the time people haven't spoken internally yes. about their desire yeah. to yeah. do something and that for me is a big one because yeah. this solution to their problem might exist just by having a bit more kind of strength of communication. Absolutely. I I agree. I think I mean with the the grass isn't is not always greener. It's often a different sort of grass. So it may suit you better, but it may not. And it, I think if you jump ship too early, you take the risk of, you know, going into a situation that you haven't foreseen and that you don't want to be in. So talking to someone first is so important. And also it, it's frustrating for someone in my position if you lose a good person when they haven't actually spoken up about something they're unhappy about or, you know, they just think they want another opportunity, but they didn't know that there was actually a plan to perhaps create a new role that would have actually suited them down to the ground. So I think it's for an individual, it's about being clear on what you do want, communicate it internally, don't hold a gun to your employer's or manager's head, but do be assertive enough that they know that you're serious. And I think that most managers sit up and take notice when somebody talks to them um, openly and honestly about what they're looking for. But I would say don't jump ship until you know what you're going to, unless it's so unbearable, it's affecting your health, then I guess you'd have to tell someone, well, go. But definitely talk to someone first. Yeah, I, I think there's a, there's an, an awful lot of people utilize it as a, a means to test the market. But actually, if you if you then go out and you get offered a job and you you use that to try and garner more respect with internally, it's yeah. it's it's just fraught with danger yeah. in, on so many levels. Yeah. And and I think is there a, a responsibility internally to be strong with communication as well? If if you're talking about having someone who is thinking, I, I don't know if I can get what I want by staying here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and speak to somebody. And then, it, and then it becomes apparent that, yes, actually, there is an opportunity for you here. Yeah. Is, is there a, a responsibility on the organization to make sure that that's clearly communicated well, all I the way through? I think it is, um, Phil, because that's why you have one-to-ones and appraisals or job chats so that you you're communicating what plans you've got for someone and finding out what plans they've got for themselves. So that's the whole idea really, isn't it? Is to support people in their career going forwards and, you know, have a useful conversation with a purpose. So I do think as a, I certainly have spoken to a lot of people over the years of what they perhaps might consider doing 
in the future and where their talents lie. They've gone off and thought about things and very often come back with what they're looking for. And we've managed to reach an agreement of what their next job role is. And that's from, to sort of hark back to what Mike um, alluded to earlier, that's from somebody at sort of kitchen porter level maybe that wants to become a chef, mm. um, right through to somebody at, at the top level that is looking for a new challenge and wants to get to general manager level. We've mm. just promoted somebody actually that's going out to our property in Botswana who started off on the management program. He's always been clear about what he wants, but we've also recognised the potential that he has over the years. So that's, you know, that's a success story, isn't it? If, if yeah. everybody's clear, everyone communicates, life is much easier. Yeah, yeah who'd have thought? Yeah. I would say as well that, uh, you know, um, it, it's definitely not always 100% greener. It's just the fact that you need to know what you want as well. And, and that's where the whole communication comes in, what Liz just mentioned as well. You know, you, you're changing a job or you're wanting to change for a reason, but you need to know what that is. Because if you go and do the same thing somewhere else, that, that's probably like Mike said as well. You know, in the beginning, it can be all nice and jolly, but it's really not going to last very long because it's technically the same thing. Mm, yeah. So if you know what you want to do and you know how to communicate, or if you don't even know how to communicate it, just start from somewhere. And then just take it forward to, to to see if there is an you know end goal or something that you know employer and employee can match with each other, and then it could be greener then. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's the prevention and the cure in a bit of a, in a way, isn't it? Because we've got a therapist here sitting underneath, been here for seven years. You've got a spa manager been for for six years, equally there. It just hasn't got any any more sort of career path should should we say in that industry, but. To then lose a really stable, enforced member of staff, not because she's frustrated, doesn't enjoy her job, just can't sort of see anywhere further to go. So you then lose somebody that way, but she's been appraised, been well, and some some attrition naturally just happens. And they're thinking, yeah. well, well, I want to go and look elsewhere um, because I can't go anywhere else here. And that's and that's what you sometimes come up against, isn't it? You just get a, a shelf life, should we say, sometimes that people organically have to have to move and they start looking. That comes back to your earlier point, Mike, mm. where you said about your relationship with Robert and how that sort of organically grew. Absolutely. Because if you've got a really good person, if you if you recommend them because you know a colleague, a peer in a different company, but still within hospitality, um, is looking for that position, then happy days because then we oh, don't lose it. the person it, from the industry. It, Exactly. Yeah, there was, there was somebody came through from Canterbury University that we both interviewed and he was going to work in a front of house opportunity. And I think he went down to a previous hotel Robert was at and absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. We both met him. We gave him a great interview process. We put placed him in a position. He's gone into a front of house supervisor. Brilliant. You know, so hopefully let him grow and let him see where he can go. So, yes, it, it, it can work so well. Yeah. So well. Yeah. Hated working for Robert and came back to you. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, by the way. That was that was a joke, Robert. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that's uh, that's great. I, 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 Katrina, I think you were going to possibly add something. Yeah, no, I was going to say that sometimes, you know, it's uh, when people get to the point that they're like, oh, I do really want to go and leave and try something else. Sometimes you just need to let them because, often, well, not often, mm -hmm. but there are situations where they realize that, oh, actually the last place that I had was absolutely amazing and I would want to go back there, but they would need to go and do something else in the meantime to actually realize that and then return. And I think that's actually happened a lot over this year as well in some of our hotels I've, I've heard where people decided to go and do something else because they kind of, you know, got all frustrated with this. But then after they did that for a while, they did come back. So, you know, that means that the employer is doing something right as well. And, and sometimes there's not much you can do in terms of to show them what they have unless they go away and, and see something else. Absolutely. And, you know, I think ultimately, sometimes it's just the right time for somebody to move on. Yeah. You know, in that situation that you gave, Micah, around your, you know, a therapist who doesn't really can't see a progression from there, then you, you kind of have to let these people fly. Right. Because otherwise yeah. they'll they'll just end up getting frustrated. They will, they will, yeah. And but equally, you want to know internally you've got the right thing, and it's from uniform allocations to the the, the, the surroundings they work in, the support network they've got, the flexibility they've got, the car parking they've got. You know, all these bits start to add up. But they've, you know, people have come back before going, 
I tried it. It, it wasn't. It wasn't for me. Is, is there a space? Can I, yeah, you know? And yeah. all those little bits add up. In it comes on to later on. I think. But uh, you know, some of the perks of what is important to to keep them here. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just say somebody has categorically they've done all they can internally. It's pretty clear that there's no no progression for them anytime soon, and they feel that it's the right time for them to move on. What are the non-negotiables, would you say, from the candidate's perspective that you've got to get your house in order before you even consider looking for a, for your next move? And I'll come to you, Liz. Okay, so for me, I think it's back to what we've all said, really, is getting clear on what you do want. So you might need to speak to a trusted friend, family member. I always say to people, check in with your values as well before you start a job search. So you know, there are certain things that are really important to me in the work that I do. And for me, it's sort of checking that I'm going to go and work for a company that I feel that's their reputation, or with a little bit of research, I can find out if it is really how they operate. It's always good if there's someone that you can call or ask a few questions to. So research the company, their reputation, research the job itself make sure it aligns with what you want I think give some thought to salary and expectation but be realistic don't go just for the money think of the whole job and also I think get clear on what you would compromise on and what you wouldn't so you've kind of got your deal breaker ideas in your head before you actually start the job search if that makes sense yeah, absolutely. I'd also um, be wary about trusting family wholeheartedly. And I don't mean that I love my family, by the way, before I kind of <laughs> add value to this, because sometimes they can be so engrossed in you because of their love for you that they'll just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, that's um, fair. I, yeah. Um, and it's you know, it's a family now, though, Phil. Well, that's it. It's a big family. You've got a big, yeah. cuddle. You've got a big virtual cuddle from us all. <laughs> Uh, I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it. It's it's right there. But yeah, I I think that's a really great point, Liz, because you know there's a you've internalised it, but actually to then go and bounce the idea off somebody else as to you know this is what I want, this is what I want to achieve. Is it going to be possible here? No. Okay, so get some further advice, get some further uh, mentoring, I suppose, in, a, in its yeah, basic form. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Katerina, anything to? flesh out on the uh, the non-negotiables well you know both of these questions that you've just asked mike took my words with the last question and liz has taken my words with this question oh, I'll, come to you. <laughs> I'll come to you first on the next one then yeah that's all right um no but i was literally gonna yeah i i had a very very similar thought and answer to, the, to that question it's it's the fact that if if you are looking to change you really need to know why why you're changing so getting that kind of straight and then and looking what's out there because I think what's very happen often um sorry very often happens is that um people want to make a change and then they just try to go all out and you know kind of apply left right and center which you know it, it's not a great thing because that will lead into probably quite a lot of frustration and 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 the fact that you're not really getting anywhere because you're not looking into deeply something that you really want. So it's it's really the really knowing where you're headed to and and how you get there. And once you know it, that you're you're willing to put everything out there to actually reach that point. So it, it's absolutely the the fact that you need to know why and what is is the, the one of the most non non negotiables. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Liz's point uh, about kind of underpinning that with your values. Yeah puts you in a, a really in principle a really powerful mental state to to really truly understand what the, the next move is because uh, yeah as you say there there we're in a situation at the moment whereby you could go on if you're a front of house manager let's just say for the sake of argument and you go on to look for a front of house manager's job you're going to find many yeah. opportunities but not all of those opportunities are not going to be the right opportunity no. for you. So you've got to really kind of knuckle into the to the reason why and uh, and where you're going. Yeah, what happens a lot at the moment is that, especially me as a an front office manager as well, um, and trying to hire is that you get a lot of applications for so many different people who have no idea what the job is even about. 
you know, that they have had some previous job experience, but it's absolutely nothing related to what this job would entail. And that sometimes is fine because um, sometimes it's it's best to kind of start from zero and then work yourself up if that's something for you. But then you really need to know that that is something for you and you would need to prove that during your interview and kind of show that willingness as well. But some people just apply to apply and that's definitely not a right way to go about it. Yeah. And that actually it comes from a, a position of, I don't want to, mental weakness sounds really horrible. But that's not what I mean at all, but that's the words that have come to my head. Mm is that you know you're not you're not being straight with yourself maybe you're in a, a position whereby you just need to get out of the place that you work because you're frustrated you you know you don't wake up excited about going into work whatever all of these things add up and you just need to find a different job it puts you in the wrong place mentally to make the right decision um and i have this discussion with a lot of people uh, over the course of of my life it's a it, you know it's it's easier said than done for sure but it's worth spending the time to get yourself in the place that you need to be to make sure that you're making the right decision for your next career. Yes. Move. Um, Mike, have you anything to add on the non-negotiables? I do feel, yeah, because I think as, as, as an employer or recruiter, if you like, and I just want people to work in hospitality and I want to find the right people that thrive and feel the magic of what it can do, where it's so vibrant and so interesting to do. But, you, but your values are right, Liz said and Trina said. You've got to know that's right for you because you have to justify to yourself that when you come into this game, you've got the flexibility there, but you've also got to justify to yourself that when you're at work, all your friends and peers are out socialising. You can't sometimes do that. So getting your head around that part and just doing the research, and Liz mentioned again, is, is 100% right. I don't want to ask questions as a recruiter when I'm interviewing or speaking to somebody. So what do you know? What do you know about Hempstead House? What will you do when you come into to here? What can you offer to me? And what do you know about it? And they just don't know what we are, what our values are, what we're doing, what what they want out of the job as well rather than just yes I've looked at lots of different jobs because I want to get into it but don't know which avenue to go down so just really you cannot you cannot not do the research before so you must know what you want to do so I hope listeners that sort of pick up on this and think yeah just be sure of your own values and the opportunities you want within that job you're going to apply for yeah absolutely and that that comes back to again that kind of find your reason if you're connected to that find your purpose exactly um then the chances are if you if you're looking at at your property mike and thinking god i really gonna i want to go and work for them and and for that guy because you know mm. frankly who wouldn't mm. um and um you know you, you you've got this situation whereby if if you're tuned in with where you're going that's going to come across in the way that you interview yeah yeah and, and it will yeah. come across in the way that you do your due diligence and the and the way that you as you say, research things and and uh, and all of these things, and that just makes for a much better experience for everybody, all the way through the interview process from both sides of yeah. the of the coin. And you're starting off ahead. You're starting off sort of weeks and months into the role already. If you know what to expect and you know what we're on, it's a mutual negotiation and relationship from the word go. Is it just makes a lot more sense? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. I um I couldn't agree more with all of this, and I think I'd probably add as well. And this is just this is just a very basic point because it's just talking about the basics. You know, just don't assume that your CV is fit for purpose. Yeah. Don't assume that your LinkedIn profile is spot on. You know, make sure that you've you've really looked at these things and geared them up for where you're going. Don't just take this piece of paper that's uh, and just well that'll do. That's fine. I just needed to get something out. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it really pays to put the work in at the beginning of the process to make sure that you've got these things in order. And if you see a job advert and somebody's asking for a cover letter, guess what? You should probably send a cover letter. <laughs> you know, it's um, it, it amazes me that the sometimes the, the basics get lost because people are jumping too far ahead in the process. It's all about laying the right foundation. And when you've got that, everything is just easier. Um, to move forward. Yeah. God, I'm, I, I'm kind of impressing myself here. Yeah. I've never actually verbalized this. It's, it's quite weird. This is all stuff that you know, right? And you, and you just never verbalize it in a public domain. And it's like, well, you know, actually everything that we're saying here. Are, is... are you already writing a book, Phil? I think <laughs> it's good. I am now. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. That's the first the line of the it. Grass, the grass is greener. You're going to research, apply, and successfully interview yourself in the new position. New year. That's, that's right. Literally full circle. 
consider it done. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, so, well, I, I think a lot of the, the reason why people perhaps look at this is a reflective time of year, I think, isn't it? I mean, it's probably a reflective time in business. It's a reflective time for the individual. People do have a habit of looking back on themselves and going, am I exactly where I need to be? I just wanted to kind of ask people's opinions really on what's your relationship with New Year's resolutions? Because I think a, a new job plays its part in that. Yeah, I knew you were going to come to that one. We had a little bit of a discussion. I, I think it was with you um, in the last event that we had, the Above and Beyond. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. it sure, sure was. And uh, I had to come to you first this time anyway, <laughs> Katarina. So. That's all right. Well, listen, I would say that the, the concept of it is is brilliant and, and great. Um, and it's it's nice if it's if it's done right, you know. It's great to you know look look back to the whole year what what went right what went wrong and what could be done better, and how that can be applied into new year and that's where the resolutions come as well. But the thing is that I think where people go really wrong with it is that you know on thirty first of December they sit down and put these things all on the paper and then that paper is gonna end up somewhere in the bottom of the cupboard and they will never ever look that again. Yeah. So New Year's resolutions are good if they're going to be followed through 365 days, you know, continuously, because you, you know, you can write a goal down, but if you're never going to look at a, and focus on that one again, then most likely you're not going to get there. And if you're going to dig that paper out on the next end of the year, <laughs> then you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll put that down again. But um, it is all about following it through and, and you know, you really need to give some thoughts and, and some, some solid actions with it as well. You know, it's, it's great to put a goal down, but if you don't really break it down into smaller actions, again, not much is probably going to happen. Um, so I would say to people that, yes, do it, but but do it every single day of the year. And it, and it doesn't really have to be, uh, you know, happening on the 31st of December. It, 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 you can start that at any point of time during the year. Um, it doesn't have to be January um, or February for that matter. But again, it, it needs to be done the right way. Yeah, there's um, a lovely lady out there called Mariana Alpha who wrote a book last year. And her underlying saying is, if not now, when? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and I love that because you know, why put it off to tomorrow if it's something you want to make a change? Let's let's do it. Exactly, and if if you know if we want to, you know, make a spin in our lives and and do something completely different and make a really big change, then you know a any any time is a good time, and and I I agree with her. If if not now, when? But. Um, you, again, you need to be really serious about it. Like we just spoke about the finding a new job. You need to know what you want. And then yeah. once you know that, then not always you know how to get there, but that's when we have the mentors and that's why we have the other people around us, the network, the, and that's why the Institute of Hospitality is brilliant. So coming back a little bit to the whole job uh, search, you know, if, if you think that there's a position out there that you really, really like, but you don't really know what that's all about, then just find somebody who who knows what it's about and yeah. and ask them how to get there and what what to do and what not to do yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more and you know it actually then comes right back to purpose again yeah. and um you know there's no point in in setting goals if they're not aligned to that purpose absolutely Cause, yeah because they will just get lost uh, in the noise of the of your day-to-day -day life Liz, you're, uh, you ha have a, a relationship with resolutions? I kind of do. I just was um, really interested in what Katerina was saying there, really wise words. Um, I, I wasn't surprised, by the way, by your statistic earlier about 75% of right. people are thinking of changing jobs. I think there are going to be really great opportunities for people in 2022. I think a lot of people have stayed put for maybe longer than they had anticipated some yeah, people yeah. there was i think there was quite a lot of movement in july last year at certain levels but i think that in the new year there will be and I, i'm not looking forward to it particularly um, but i think there will be a lot of people wanting to move on and do something different or hopefully stay in the industry do something better 
Um, so that at least does give opportunities to other people. But I, for, for me, the, I think we're just at a really interesting time still because everybody wants everything to get better. And I think this new year that a lot of people will just solidify what we've been talking about in, you know, what do I want out of 2022? And it will come back to the values. It'll come back to what people want out of life. And I hope people do stay within the industry. I really do. But I have a fear we're going to lose some people again. And I would just say to those people, if that's what you are thinking, do what you've just said, Phil, and Katerina and Mike have also said, is talk to someone first. Because I just think it's back to the jumping ship thing, isn't it? And I don't, I've never moved jobs personally in the new year. For me, it always seems to be around September or October time. Um, And I think that's actually a better time of year in lots of ways to move on because it's less knee jerky Mm. somehow. Um, So for me, it's not just about moving on in the new year, but I believe that a lot of people will this year or next year. Yeah, which in itself can create wonderful opportunity. Uh, oh, no, well. totally. As I said, I think that's the that's looking on the bright side, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> lots of opportunities for everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, anything to, to add on that? Yeah, point about resolutions. Katarina feels now <laughs> having to answer the question last. <laughs> it's like in school in the classroom. Oh, no, uh, uh, no, no. But it, I have to just capitalise on what it is. I said at the P4H um panel that the government and everywhere saying the industry it's the worst time for this worst time for that economically perhaps it is but opportunity wise and personally it is the best time there's so many opportunities to come into something that you can now achieve to get to from the short staffing crisis to the the labor hours but we've had to make changes in industry to make it better so that's why it's better and more positive and more opportunities because we've got to look at working rights working hours commitments times whether you take your laptop home do you get your email seat to your phone you've got to answer at eight o'clock when you you know at home that's that's got to be put right and put in balance to a degree so there's so many opportunities to do it so i think back to them resolutions it is just like a decision making and it's just a trigger because it's the first day of a new year and everything moves on but they should be just decisions you make through the year to follow your own personal values, what you want to decide to do. So, yes, make your resolution to be, I'm just going to do something different and something better as and when you can. So it's opportunistic this year massively, and we have to just keep people engaged in in hospitality to stay with us. So, yeah. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. I, I think what I would add to that is, is that I, I've never seen a time where the, the industry is more united um, mm-hmm. together. You know, pr- pretty much every sector, every corner is fighting the same battle so it makes sense that we should be coming together to to fight it together and that's definitely what i've seen a lot more of that over the last 18 months Mm. for sure um so we'll you know we'll inherit a wonderful industry that has its foundations set uh on the back of this there will never be a better time to join hospitality and think about what you know, the, the the progress you can make, the things you can do, the the things that you can affect, and and all of these things. It's you know, it, it's a really exciting time. That, yeah, that glass is definitely still full. Exactly, and and I think it's an exciting time for the people who have been in hospitality for a while as well, because as everybody has just mentioned as well, you know, there are so many opportunities out there, and there is a lot of change going on here and there. So people who have been in hospitality for a while and if they if they really think of what's the next step and do they want to go higher and where is that higher, then now is the time because all of these positions do open up um, here, there and everywhere really. So, you know, it, it's just a matter of thinking to the new year and, and, and thinking of what would make you even happier where you are now because the people who have stayed in hospitality are absolute troopers, I think. <laughs> it's yep. uh, it's great to have these people still around, and that means that they really are committed. Um, mm. But that's those are the people that we really need to value as well and mm. make sure that they will get there where they, they want to be. Mm. Yep. Yeah, my God, it's been a battle, a battle. But look back at the pot and how negative it was. But you, you think about yourself today to get through that. How positive that is to have got through exactly. that. Still, absolutely, that is it. Don't look ahead negatively. Look ahead that you've got that part done. Push on. Yeah. Push well, you you learn a lot more about yourself in times yeah. of adversity than you do absolutely. when 
in times of easiness. Mm -hmm. um, great. Well, a, a couple of quick fire ones just before I let you on your merry way. Um, what's the most ingenious piece of job searching that you've seen? Who wants to take that? I, I don't want to. I don't want to pick on anyone anymore. I can jump really quickly, and they're just very short and sweet. I think it's it is the what I mentioned a little bit earlier as well. The the personal personalization that when you when you know that you want to go for the job, it's you need to tailor yourself around it as well and see what you have for that job. But also, of course, like Mike said earlier as well, to really know what the company is about as well. And when that's a match match, it's a very high chance that you can go forward with it. Yeah, absolutely. Liz, anything to add to that? The, um, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Katarina said it all. I've got something for the what candidates can do to sort of stand out from the crowd. Yeah, well, to... we can we can move on to that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it kind of is probably what everybody else is thinking anyway, but... I, and I can't beat the drum enough for this. Go into the property, go in and get a feel for where your, um, you know, your heart lies in that property um, and find out more. I've got a really good example of a chief engineer um, who came for an interview at one of our properties. And we kind of gone through the interview questions and he was doing all right. And we got to the sort of bit where we were talking about the job and the person that I was interviewing with said, well, we've got this really awful old air conditioning unit. It sits on top of the roof. It doesn't work very well. It's a real issue for us. It's going to be a big project. And he said, well, I know because I've been up there. And we were like, what? You've, you've been up on the roof? <laughs> and he had come in, and it obviously doesn't say much for our security, um, but he came <laughs> in and managed to get up on the roof and actually... <laughs> Have a look at this AC unit. So he knew that it was in a, a state, but it, it just always stood out for me that he was, he managed to do that. He did it and he almost knew as much as we did, if you like, about what yeah. the issues were. Um, so although I'm not sort of advocating that people go into areas that they shouldn't go into, um, <laughs> it, it just, you know, people that have, I've interviewed deputy GMs that have sat in the lobby of a hotel on a Saturday and just observed what's going on and will come in with ideas and observations. And it's it shows that they really care and mm -hmm. yeah. want to maybe make a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that definitely classifies as ingenious, by the way, <laughs> um, for to, to go to that length to, to make sure that he's prepared for the interview. That's, that's absolutely ingenious. <laughs> Yes. No, it's always stood out in my mind as he really wanted that job. And he kind yeah. of got it on the basis of that. And I remember reflecting after the interview with the deputy GM that I was um, interviewing with. And I said, you know, I think he's going to be somebody that breaks the rules, but I think he'll get the job done. And it was, yeah. it, it was he was exactly that. <laughs> The um, no, it's all about finding the balance when it comes to br breaking the rules. Let's be uh, clear on that. Uh, <laughs> um, Mike, any uh, any ingenuity that you've seen, or or what should candidates do to to make themselves stand out? Yeah, I think ing ingenious, but also a, a, a commit a committed uh, or commitment for someone that just threw themselves in. We've got a lady called Fiona. She's a retired police officer. She was up in the city. She relocated to Kent just before lockdown. Proposed herself here to the hotel. Wanted to familiarise herself with something lovely in the area, and she just said, "I love gardening. I want to be. I want to help you. Can I do something here to help?" And she just started to talk to us over lockdown whilst we were still here because the proprietor lived on site, and I was sort of over each day. And ever since then, she's been a voluntary gardener uh, with us, um, found out she had a huge skill set in haberdashery and woodwork and painting and decorating, interior design. So we've almost sort of spun into this voluntary uh, application, I suppose it was, because she's now part of the payroll. So she almost volunteered Brilliant. herself for just over a year. And she's now part of our Santa experience here. She's dressing up as Mrs. Claus in the gingerbread workshop, decorating gingerbread men for the children. Um, and, yeah, she's on a 28-hour a, a week contract with us now, purely just by proposing herself to come and be part of our of our, group, our family, if you like, want to call it. And yeah, absolutely amazing. So it's ingenious or was it clever? I, I don't know, but she seems very naturally engaged by it all. And, and here she is with us. So we've organically in, in recruited this. Um, the, yeah, so that's something how also dovetailing bullet point down there, how you can stand out. Um, that's what she did and it's worked. And 
we, we think think nothing foul of her whatsoever. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that. That's a great story because the, the you know she's basically grabbed the bull by the horns yeah. and said, "This is what to herself. Yep. This is my purpose. This is what I want to do." Exactly. I want. I wonder if these guys can accommodate that. She was openly said about that. Probably got a bit of money in the bank. I don't need to go and start throwing, throwing myself into employment. I don't need money. And that's what I want to do. And yep. on the back of it, she's, she's got something she wants and loves. And uh, yeah, so we welcomed it. Yeah. And you've got someone that you, exactly. that you yeah. love and want as well. Yes. Yes. Um, well, yeah, commitment and voluntary. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Great stuff. Well, that's that's a lovely positive note to end on, I think. Um, and I think uh, just to summarise everything that we've kind of chatted about today, I think the the long and the short of it is is that before you start looking at the grass on the other side, I think it's important that you communicate internally. It's important that the company also does that. So anyone listening from that perspective, communicate to your employees that there may be opportunity for them. You know, don't hide behind that. From the candidate's perspective, get your basics in order. Make sure that you're bouncing ideas off people and it's not just all internalized. And find your reason and purpose for doing this. Uh, That will underpin everything that you do. And um, yeah, bring on 2022, everyone. And I, I hope it's an absolute stormer for you all. And thank you all very much, Mike, Katerina and Liz, for your time today. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so me, much. Me guys. too. Thank you. Very welcome. It's good to chat. Absolutely. Here, here. A very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you all. And you. Thank you Phil. Merry and Christmas. You happy Cheers. holidays. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm in. Today's episode of I'm In was brought to you by caterer.com and covered job hunting with Katerina Rizar, EIH, Mike Wood, MIH, and Liz McGivern, FIH, hosted by Phil Street, MIH. Branding and artwork by Sonia Cresswell, AIH, and music by Leon Williams, MIH. To say I'm in and feature on a future episode, contact phil.street at instituteofhospitality.org. And to find out more about the Institute of Hospitality or to join our hospitality family, please click the links in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and join us next time where we'll be discussing sustainability.